0: everybody it's Lou Rosenfeld and welcome to the Rosenfeld Review it is June 11th 2015 a spring day here in Brooklyn and in Boston where um, we have Steve Krug hi Steve hi Lou and a special guest who will uh, interject momentarily but before we get to to Steve and our our special guest uh, well actually um, Steve you know I, I don't think I need to introduce you. Uh, I I sure as hell hope not at this point. We don't really have time to introduce me. No, no, it's going to take 10 or 12 minutes. Wasn't what I meant, but yes. Well, all right, but to get you queued up, uh, I mean, I've known you for, geez, I don't know, 15 years now. We've done so much work together, and so I got to know you pretty well, and glad to to consider you one of my best friends, and the thing that, you know, lots of people know of you, and they know your work, but they don't necessarily get to meet you, and one of the things Mm -hmm. I, I hope that you'll you the listeners will see once we're done is that the, the funny, warm, brilliant writer is also a, a funny, brilliant <laughs> person. So I just set the bar pretty high there, Steve. Don't, don't mess up. Thanks, Lou.
1: I always try and convince people that they... they I, I, a couple of years ago, I started telling people to know that I was actually... If they really knew me, they'd know I was like mean-spirited and petty and
0: vindictive and that it's all just a... a it's a very effective front... It's an act. Yeah, that's true. And I'm just part of it. I'm just it. You,
1: play, you played along
0: nicely. Uh, but let, let's, let's maybe uh, go a little mean and dark and even a little snarky uh, because we were trying to figure out what to talk about. And uh, I just got a Fitbit for my birthday a week or two back. Happy birthday, me, by the way. Steve, uh, how long have you had your Apple Watch? Uh,
1: it arrived last Monday afternoon at 4 and I had to leave
0: for London the next morning at like 5.30 a.m. So I've had it for about a week. Did it did it wake you up on time or did it wake you up London time?
1: i testing it. And actually, you know, I ran into trouble with my iPhone. My iPhone. The thing is, that the the iWatch, the the iWatch. Let's see. Now I owe somebody five bucks for doing that. Uh, the the Apple Watch is um, at this point. As somebody described it the other day. It's a sidecar to the iPhone.
0: It, I hear it's not just a sidecar. I hear it's more like for a sure. vampire that sucks the. <laughs> no, that's not. That's
1: really not true. That's really not true. It's not a battery sucking. It's not a life, battery life sucking vampire. Um, I have been I have been not at all unhappy with the battery life, and um, but I was pre warned that you know because it's doing most of what it does by talking to the phone, that that it's the only apps that it's running on the on the watch itself are the native Apple apps. So if you're trying to talk to another app and get notifications and whatnot, they're actually being run on the phone. So when you open an app on the watch. It basically calls over the phone and says, hey, could you run the, uh, you know, that to-do list program? And then it starts communicating back and forth. So so that is feels sluggish um, at times. At times it's not. At times it's fine. At times it feels sluggish. But they actually surprised everybody the other day by uh, releasing the, uh, well, they announcing that they were going to release soon the actual, you know, SDK or uh, uh, tools to developers so they could write native Watch apps, which should eliminate that problem. I mean, that was
0: kind of what happened with the iPhone originally,
1: right? It did, but it took them like a long time, didn't it? it took a year, or a couple of years, or something.
0: Yeah. So this time,
1: people didn't expect them to release it this quickly. So that's good. So the th- the theory is that by the end of the year, we'll be using um, native versions of of apps. But even so, I'm 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 perfectly happy with it.
0: Well, uh, what makes you happy? What besides the kind of shiny? You know, you
1: can't discount the shiny gleam of the thing. It's actually, it's actually kind of nice. It's, it's nice to look at actually. I mean, not as a watch per se, but just the screen, um, you know, all the typography and whatnot in the watch parts of the screen. So I actually used to wear a watch all the time and it gave up years ago. I'm not entirely sure why. Um, and in fact, my wife gave me a lovely dress watch and it's sat waiting for it to have its battery replaced for like three years now. Um, but i don't like taking my phone out of my pocket to check the time and so i'm very happy with just being able to turn my wrist towards me and it wakes it up and displays the watch so it's kind of nice that it's not you know displaying it all the time and using battery but it's a very nice informative watch display i'm you know looking at it right now and it's got it's got t- quite legibly time date uh uh, actually, local time, right since I was in London, I still have local time in Boston, Set down in the corner. Um, and and uh, my next alarm, and more importantly, it has my next calendar appointment, which at this point is what we're doing right now. And it says what time it's going to be, and it has the name of it. So I actually find that all very useful, and I just really like, I like flipping my wrist to see the time, it's, it's fun.
0: So little snackable bits of useful information that have been sounds like assembled in a pretty nice way to help you glide through uh, the activities that make up your day.
1: Yeah, particularly the next appointment thing. I I, I was surprised. I hadn't thought about that, but that's actually quite nice.
0: It's interesting. I mean, I I think a lot of people are, are, you know, we've seen enough science fiction uh, and maybe we read uh, Nathan Shedroff and Chris Nessel's book, Make It So. And so we think that the watch is going to be telling us things like telling you what to talk with me about. Maybe that's part of the problem, is that we have unfairly high expectations.
1: Yeah, that's the annoying orange watch, isn't it? That's like... Yeah.
0: But you know, it is pretty damn pretty. So um, last it's night fitting. I was at the Brooklyn User Experience Happy Hour Meetup, and uh, I saw Josh Seiden, and he had this really cool thing on his wrist. And it was just like sort of the default, I don't know, image, I guess. Uh huh. So they're, they're, they're certainly making it shiny and, and pretty. I'm still wondering. Besides the, all right, you don't have to fish around for your your iPhone. It is sort of a nice sort of aid to moving or segueing from activity to activity. What can you see uh, it doing beyond that?
1: Well, I, I mean, I, I like the idea of. Well, there's a couple of ideas. Like one, one is reminders. I mean, I you know I think it's going to be very useful to remind me that something's coming up. You know whereas with the with the phone if i set a reminder then i have to take it out of my pocket to see what it's a reminder for but here i just flip my wrist and it tells me what what it was I, what it was i wanted to be reminded of uh, and uh and also it i i you know you know you know me i i'm been a dragon naturally speaking fan for like 20 years and i've paid a fortune in in upgrading versions of dragon naturally speaking and i since the iphone has a great microphone. I've been using the iPhone to dict, dictate all my texts, basically, for, for you know, a couple of years now, because uh, the typing is much... I, I love the dict- dictation. It's highly accurate for me, incredibly accurate for me. And uh, so I like the dictation. So I was looking forward to the idea of being able to dictate texts and replies to texts without taking my phone out, you know, and that actually worked quite well. Siri, Siri, Siri um, manages to um uh, uh recognize my speech uh quite quite accurately uh and well. so that's very convenient i also I, I you know what i'm looking forward to is the ability to just flick my wrist and say uh dictate a uh, something that i just thought of that i need to do and have it automatically added to the program that i use this for my for my david allen getting things done you know to do to-do list manager um that program doesn't support it yet, but uh, you know that that's that's kind of my ideal. Is is I'm thinking of something, and something occurs to me. Rather than having to take out my phone, open up the to-do list app, dictate it, press another couple of buttons to send it, and then put my phone away, uh, just being able to talk to the wrist is very appealing to me.
0: Well, it's interesting because um, you know I think what you're getting at is that the the device is going to kind of put pressure on designers and developers to rely less on text. Because, I mean, like, you know, I mean, I'm finding, I spend so much time staring at my iPhone and my, I feel like my vision is going down the toilet, which may be a function of age. It also may be a function of using that device. And if there's something on my wrist that's designed in a way to, to to just sort of do without, uh, text, Uh, to to kind of force us to, as designers, to rely on, on, uh, dictation and audio playback of text rather than reading text, um, that might be a real savior, especially for the, those of us in the, you know, senior crowd.
1: Yeah, I, well, I've wanted, you know, as a, as a tech, as a dictation fanatic, I've wanted dictation to catch on for quite a while. And there are a lot of reasons why it hasn't, um, but I think this stands a chance of being the breakthrough uh, moment for, for for text as input, for speech as input, because uh, the you know you're not going to have a keyboard on the watch. Uh, it's just not going to happen, and so you're reduced to either having it suggest a limited repertoire of replies to you, canned replies like "I'll be I'll be am running late" or "Okay" or whatever, um, uh, or using dictation. And I think the dictation is has gotten to the point where it's really powerful. And having it on on the watch uh, mitigates some of the looking like an idiot talking to your phone uh, thing. You know, if you just you look less like an idiot if you just put your hand up a little bit towards your mouth. And it's actually quite good at recognizing even in noisy circumstances. I find um, so I'm optimistic that that it will work as breakthrough technology.
0: I'm just wondering, like besides handling dictation and input, like if there's going to be some better tools for output handling, in other words, uh, some sort of audio playback uh, that that not just reads but scans for important content in email and reads those to me. Yeah,
1: I, I don't see why not. It's uh, the bizarre thing is it's, it's it's actually a phone. It never occurred to me that mm-hmm. it's, it is actually your, your Dick Tracy um, wrist radio.
0: If you have an iPhone with you. If
1: you have an iPhone with you, yeah. Uh, although although supposedly the next generation next spring when I'm prepared to experience buyer's remorse um, will include its own sort of wifi ability to, you know, to connect phone calls through if you're, if you're near wifi and don't have your phone. So,
0: so, so, so why am I hating on the Fitbit? So much? I
1: was going to ask, uh, you should talk about it. And here, and I will introduce my wife, Melanie, who's a Fitbit fanatic.
0: Well, Melanie, like, so I got this Fitbit, um, um, like you, I'm a runner and, um, you know, some my my wife and my brother, were pretty close to me, thought that would be a great present for Lou's birthday, and uh, it was very thoughtful. And I got this thing, uh, and I took it out, and I haven't worn a watch in I don't know 20 years or something like that. But I immediately put it on, and kept it on till the battery ran out two or three days later or whatever it was, and uh, I, I I saw very quickly that there's an app, and I downloaded that, and there's a dashboard on the website. Um, I've figured that much out, and I know that you could press the button and have a few things display. Uh, But, so alright, I I now know what my resting heart rate is. Uh, I guess that's nice. Um, I was already tracking my runs using a phone, which I keep with me all the time. I think I use RunKeeper. There's so many apps to do that, and they also double as pedometers. And then there's all this sleep-related stuff that I'm I'm not sure if I'm supposed to tell the Fitbit when I'm asleep and and when I'm not. And I I think maybe my biggest problem here is not only the fact that it's not solving an obvious problem for me, but um, it's not really explaining itself to me at the very outset. I, I still don't really know what it does or how to get it to deliver value, and I feel like there's almost a broader service design or even just a packaging issue here that the Fitbit isn't, that the Fitbit as a company is sort of falling down on the job with and and maybe not doing its own device justice. I still have
2: not figured out four months, six months later, have not figured out the sleep. Sometimes it tells me how long I've slept, and sometimes it tells me I should tell it something, and I don't know what the difference is.
1: Right. It's probably, so it's unclear, but it sometimes it does it does tell you. Sometimes it tells you huh. because I thought it was in the category of where most of them were, which is they require you to make several button presses to tell it that you're you're now drowsy, you're now officially drowsy, no, and you're about to go to it's sleep. It's quite
2: accurate when it does yeah. when it decides to tell me. But some yeah. nights it doesn't. But some nights it does. Huh.
0: But let, so let's say it tells me about my sleep. So what? I mean, am I I going to sleep differently? Can it help me?
2: Actually, it can tell you if you're stirring through the night. If you're waking through the night, it tells you how many times you've awakened. Um, And if that's an issue, like if you see that it's 47 times during the night, you might want to see somebody about that. You might have sleep apnea. But for me, I really just want to know my steps. Right. How many steps I've gone
1: I think I think the sleep thing is is a sort of initial diagnostic where you're not going to use it long term. But you, if you use it for a couple of weeks, you su- supposedly may be able to notice that if you have a cup of coffee after five that you don't, you don't sleep as soundly or
2: mm-hmm.
1: whatever, yeah. you know. If you remember that. Well, yeah, exactly. If and, you're looking at it. If you're looking at it and, you, and, and the app is sort of set up to do that kind of analysis for you. And that will happen more, you know, in, in the future. So, so we, I mean, we have to bear in mind that this for you was a gift, now Melanie's experience, <laughs> Melanie's experience was was different. She went went read about it, went looking for it, and you really like it.
2: I love it, and the reason is because I'm not young like you are, and I can't run any day, every day anymore. The days I don't run, I want to know that I've at least walked a certain amount of, of steps or miles, mm-hmm. and this tells me. And if I haven't then I walk to the post office or I put my backpack on and I walk to the grocery store. And it has made a tremendous difference in my lifestyle.
1: Or at 11 o'clock at Four night at 11, you walk 11,
0: around the house. No, at eleven 11.56 <laughs> 11 at night I start walking All right, around the house. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah.
2: So, you know, it's great and it's a game.
0: You know, I'm, I'm sure it is and, and it, you're right that, in that this was a gift so I didn't have the same sort of motivation nor did I study up on it in the same way that you did before you got it. But I, I think what... What is bothering me here is not so much the Fitbit as a a piece of technology, but the fact that it's not having a conversation with me. And maybe, again, uh, my expectations are unfair. But when I open the box, I want the thing to say, hey, Lou, let's talk about what you need and how I can help. And it, it feels like there was no aspect of that sort of initial experience that where Fitbit said, "This is what I'm capable of. Let's see if this is a good thing for you." Welcome to the,
1: welcome to the world of onboarding, which which is a sad world. People are not doing a very good job of that.
0: But you know, in a way, like the, the the things that Fitbit does are fairly simple. This is not a platform like an iPhone or like Apple Watch. I guess will be when the developers you know get their their hands on the the core code. Right. You know, it, it's it's really only something that does a couple things. And I'm sure it does them well, but I feel like they don't even really make the, make clear what those things are and how to do those things, like how to do sleep. Like you're, Melanie, you still aren't quite sure how that works and how long have you I been using it? I don't know. right? don't know.
1: I, I think we, we always have those, uh, those black holes with all our devices. You know, There are things that I've used for 15 years, that there are things about them that I still don't quite know how they work, and it probably would behoove me to know how those things work. Never, it's never reached the critical point where I would bother to learn it. It's, just, it's too hard to learn. You know? It's
0: because you got something essential. Like your, your, your copier can fax things if you wanted to and scan things if you wanted to. But right. if the main thing is copying you know, and you can do that, you'll be happy to have that device around and you won't send it back. You know, To be honest, I, I think I figured out that I shouldn't send the Fitbit back. But I think the, the, the critical use of a Fitbit should be to attach it to your cat. <laughs> I mean, those suckers are up all night. I, I find my kids' toys strewn across the hall. They go into the toy box. They pull out their favorite toys and, and run around and play all night. And God knows what else. I mean, like, if I want to sleep better, I mean, maybe it's not a Fitbit I should be attaching to the cat, but cement shoes or something. I, I, I think that's it. I
2: think a Fitbit is just a very simple tool. It's for people like me who, who are not tech-savvy. And who want to who want to know how much they've moved, and that's all it does. Right. It it is very nice and tells me the time at the same time.
1: Right, rate. and you already were you already had that function served by your by your phone. You were carrying your phone with you when you ran, right? So you, so you didn't really have a, an aching need for that essential function.
0: Although I think it's funny, Melanie. You say it's for someone like you who's not tech savvy, as, and maybe it's not for the people who are not tech savvy. It, it's Or it says that I'm really just not savvy, period. You
1: you probably overthink it. That's probably what goes on. Oh,
0: that's probably true, too. Well, um, we should wrap it up. Um, uh, I wish we could go longer. And uh, thank you both. It was really great to have both of you on the show. All right. Thanks, Lou. Thanks,
2: Lou. Bye.
0: Thanks to you both. Take care.